Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. We have a fun show for you guys today. Um, and Miss Julie, I, you are uh, live, I believe. Say something. Hello, hello. I think I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we Hope can so. hear you. We can hear you, hear Good. you, hear you. Um, no, Echo, <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Hey, can you, by the way, jump on uh, Facebook and grab that wonderful um, testimonial? Oh, and the other thing is uh, we got an email from someone asking a question about spokes. The spokes email I think you got, it came in this morning or last night. I asked her permission to present it on the show. I want to do it tomorrow, but I at least want to foreshadow what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. So somebody actually did the heavy lifting for us and told us what we're going to be presenting on tomorrow. You understand what I'm saying here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Now, see, I sent, Julie off into, I sent Julie off into Ether yeah. to find yeah, things. Yeah, I'm in Facebook <laughs> Never Never Land right now trying to find yeah, what you're exactly. talking about. It's, it's, I, I did see it, but I can't find it right now. Okay, so what we're going to be talking about today is really an ending to the past four or three podcasts that we've done with regards to scarcity and abundance. But I rewrote the title for today's show, Julie, for our conversation this morning. And the title of today's mm-hmm. show is, you guys can tell I'm fully caffeinated today, and the allergies are actually not bothering the crap out of me today, which is nice. The greatest powerful mindset hack known to man. <laughs> That's the topic okay. of today's show. No pressure. Yeah, exactly. How, how about that for ponderous? Um, so listen, I have uh, and Julie and I have been on uh, coaching calls since early this morning, and for the most part, our all of our private clients, the you know ones we Julie and I work with personally, who have been with us for years personally, they're having really great starts to the year. I have had nobody that's not really positioned to have the best year ever, but I'm going to tell you something I'm noticing amongst all my top producers, and these guys have already, I mean, they're going to earn. I bet you the average agent I personally coach earns well over a million dollars. So here's the mistake that they make, and I have to remind them of this, and it's a mistake that everyone makes no matter where they are in the real estate success, uh, um, you know, wherever you are in your, in your career. It's that they become complacent when they, have op- when they have closings. So I know that sounds strange, but it always goes back to this. Everybody, no matter who they are, no matter how rich they are, has a sort of um, place in their lives financially where when they have uh, essentially enough money closed and pending and perhaps saved that they start to back off the throttle a little bit, and they don't do it intentionally. And this is something we used to talk about all the time that I was reminded of this morning. And I'm going to share with you as Julie's finding these things I asked for her to find. The um, earthquakes in California. There's no earthquakes in California. Don't worry, you're not missing any news. I'm just using it as an example. When you are, um, you know, we're out in California, and Julie, when Julie and I are over in, out in California, and we hear, we feel earthquakes, and sometimes you do hear them if you're near the coast in Southern California. They're scarier than hell, especially when you're from the Midwest like we are, when you hear these things, and then the locals don't even like, they just go on, you know, yes, that's right, my house is shaking, no big deal. You know, this one, oh, this is a, and they even know what kinds of earthquakes they are. They're all like amateur seismologists out there. Oh, this one's the one that sounds like a truck hitting the building, and that's because the, you know, plate tectonics are. And it's like, okay, whatever. When's this over? This is not something that I want to be experiencing for very long. But it got me thinking, and this is, you know, this is a fact. You know, the Californians know 
how big, hypothetically, an earthquake will be along the San Andreas Fault or whatever, based on the little tiny seismographic things that happen sometimes weeks ahead of time. And they, the scientists out there are obviously, you know, because they've had to be the best in the world, and they have all, have all this digital uh, equipment that's along the San Andreas Fault and all the other faults and all the other places where they know that the earth moves that causes earthquakes, and they have a fantastic way of saying, okay, based on um, the, the movement, the, how, how significant the movement was, and they can predict what's going to happen, where it's going to happen, who's going to experience it. And people don't get freaked out about it because they have some resemblance of control. Okay? You guys understand what I'm saying here? So I want you, for the sake of understanding a point I'm about to make, think of yourself as one of those amateur seismologists. Seism- Am I saying it right, Julie? Seismo- seismologist? Maybe? Seismologist. That's probably right. Yeah. So we don't even know how to say it. So you are an amateur seismologist, and you are now paying attention to your all your computer equipment, telling you exactly what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, and you can see that there's a little tiny movement that's happening out in Palm Desert or wherever, and you know that based on this movement, based on past history of similar movement, of similar you know, significance, that this is probably going to result in this, and we're going to let everyone know that we're on it, and you know, this is probably going to happen sometime in the next 24 hours or whatever, and this is how big of a deal we suspect it will be, right? Okay. Now, what if there was a way to have similar equipment for your life that told you when there was tiny little aberrations happening that might result into some sort of big, you know, the big one, right? What if there was some way of you knowing whether or not you're, like, what's happening to you right now that you're not even paying attention to because you're so busy, you know, doing your thing, that these little things that are getting by you are the very, 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 very early warning signs of something that's going to be really damaging to you 90, 120 days, six months from now. You guys understand what I'm trying to, how I'm trying to tie this, this story you know, to something practical? Well, there are, and, and here's what it is. It's the things we teach you in the real estate treasure map. So when you think about how do I – Tim, and this is where I got – this is the big takeaway that I'm sharing with you from all my you know, high-level coaching calls today. All of them are setting themselves up to have their best years ever that all of them are showing signs that they're not paying attention to the early warning signs that they're not going to have great middles of the year, let alone you know second halves of the year, which is where we focus when you're we're operating at a high level. You focus at the highest level. You focus on, as a coach, you're looking way down the horizon, way down the road for them because we want, I want them drilled down and doing the best that they can. It's my job to basically be looking to see what might be coming around the corner. That's one of the reasons that these top-end agents hire us because we're good at it. Um, and so here are what we have determined to be the greatest in- indicators of whether or not your future is going to be better and brighter than your present. And it all comes down to your mi- daily minimum standards. And it's very simple. And this is this, these are the you know three to five things that all of you must be doing every single day, no matter where you are on the success spectrum, as I was saying earlier. Number one, all of you must have a minimum number of listings at all times. You must have a minimum number of listings at all times. And that's where I caught every single one of my you know, top agents. They all are letting their listings sell, and they're making all this freaking money, and they're looking forward to realizing that most of them are going to have as much money, if not more, earned by, say, early, late spring than they did all of last year, and they're all showing signs of complacency. You know, some of them have to have 15 listings at all times, and now they have nine, and they only have three really good listing leads. That's a problem, Okay. 
And same thing with you. And you don't know what your real estate magic number is. You don't know the number of listings you need at all times. That's the reason you need to go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And by doing so, we're going to give you a copy of the real estate treasure map, and it helps you work through that. And it's called the real estate magic number. Number two minimum standard that all of you should be doing every day is you need to be working out. Because, look, I'll tell you guys the true story. Julie and I didn't go to Orange Theory for the entire month of December. We weren't intentionally taking it off, but we had a lot of travel going on. We had a lot of people coming to visit. We had all the best excuses in the world, so we didn't go. Oh, and they were closed for a good bit of it because of the holidays. So we didn't go. And I have to tell you, it was so hard going back after, you know, essentially taking that time off. It was just unbelievably difficult. And that's after going for, what, a year and a half. But taking that just little bit of time off and then trying to get my body and my really my mental you know, state back to the point where I can deal with the suck of going towards theory was not easy. And here I am, you know, three weeks into the new year and going every day. And every day Julie and I walk out, we go, it, do, it was worse than yesterday. You know? And those of you are – because why? What I'm doing – as I'm keep, I'm, we're doing what we don't want to do when we don't want to do it at the highest level. We could go to Orange Theory and we could slack off and we could just call it in. We wouldn't run at our full – Julie and I always try to run at least three miles. I mean the whole thing, but we don't have to. Hardly anyone else does. We could just cut it back to what everyone else does, you know, 1.2, 1.3 miles. No way because we know we have to do things at the highest level. So there's number two. You have to be taking care of your body, but you have to be doing it with the same mantra of it. It's about doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. Next point, you need to be constantly, and this is something that always is uh, it's intuitive, but very few people do it. You need to be intentionally showing gratitude, which is the topic of today's show. You need to be intentionally showing gratitude every single day, overtly, not just, oh, you know, not just through your thoughts and all the rest of it. I want you to literally send handwritten notes. If handwritten notes take too long, and this is what I personally do, I send people, usually through Facebook, I send them messages. If someone – I did this uh, three times yesterday. People in my past, and I was just coming I, – I saw just they, whatever reason, I just realized that I'd fallen out of touch with them. The person that had – um, maybe unintentionally had a significant impact or just some meaningful event occurred with that person in my past. And I tell them through chat, half the time they don't get back, you know, I don't care. I was showing gratitude and it made me feel complete showing, telling somebody else that they had been you know, a contributor to the quality of our lives and the direction of all the, you know, and not to mention the fact that all of us are just big tapestry quilts. Like, you know, we're big, uh, it, that, that's what we are. So we're, we're the, the collection of all of our experiences. We're the collection of all the people that, have, that God's put in our lives, good and bad, if we're being honest. And so you do have to stay, stop and take the time and give praise and show gratitude. Start by showing gratitude to the people in your life. The people who you do love, who do love you, um, will not love you as much and will sort of fall out of love with you if you are not intentionally trying to show gratitude towards them every single day. Do not think their love is a never-ending um, ban rubber band that you can just stretch forever and it will never break. It doesn't work that way. The way you reinforce that, if you're really, really busy, is simply by telling them overtly that you love them. A hug and a kiss. I mean, I, you know, I read Zoe a book last night, and we snuggled, and she fell asleep, and you know, I told her the whole, you know, that thing. Those things are what you must do, because otherwise what's going to happen is if you didn't follow 
number one, you're you're gonna you know as far as paying attention and following your minim, daily minimum as far as the number of listings you need to have at all times. Well, if you don't have that, you're out of business. If you don't follow the health uh, su- suggestion we gave you, well, you know you might have a lot of money, a lot of listings, but you're not gonna have the health to enjoy them. And the last, the third point was, guess what? If you don't have the number of, uh, if you don't have the people in your life that you love, that you hope to one day share your success with, or you share your success as you are earning it, then what was the point of doing it? You won't have anyone to enjoy it with. You guys get the point here? You see all these are important things? Next point. You need to have, and you can have your own, but the first three I gave you, frankly, should be part of everyone's rule book no matter what. I didn't mention buyers. Did you notice that? Did you notice I didn't mention Facebooking and social networking and Instagramming? And you notice I didn't mention all that? Because those things you can live without, right? Those things you can live without. Now, I could add four and five. Four and five could be, um, frankly, I think you should have a a minimum uh, number of contacts every day. And a a definition of a contact, in our opinion, is a decision when you're talking with a decision-making adult and putting yourself in the position to hear no. If you're not putting yourself in a position to hear no when making a contact, it's not a contact. You're just, I don't even know what you're doing. That's the truth. And you should be having the minimum number of contacts that you make should be a match for the number of listings you need at all times. So if you know from your magic number formula you need five listings at all times, you have to be making five real contacts to sellers, not just Mickey Mouse calls, to sellers, not just Mickey Mouse tweets and Facebooking and social networking, to sellers every single day, or you're going to the first thing I said with regards to the minimum number of uh, listings you need at all times, we're salt to go by the wayside. And again, I think most people are, those four are perfect for most people, but if you want to add a fifth, I can meander into things talking about health and nutrition. Those are really important. I can meander into things about like reading the Bible. That's really important. I, we could talk about, you know, staying connected with things educationally. You know, but then those fall into opinions, like, okay, what's educational? What matters to you at this point in your life as far as what you're trying to learn might be different than somebody else? So you have to define what those points are yourself. Julie, any thoughts on this? Yeah, well, one of the things that I've had uh, really great results with coaching clients that do get into the weeds with, you know, you've got the more pendings than you've ever had before you're trying to replace your listings. You're kind of, you're in the grind. You're aware of all these things. You know your magic number, and you are working it, right? You guys know who you are. But at the end of the day, keeping a gratitude journal where you simply write down three positive things that happened that day. It doesn't even have to be about your business. It could be snuggled with Zoe last night. It could be, I got a thank you card from someone. Three things to end the day on a positive note, keeping a gratitude journal. The reason you keep it in a journal is for those really crazy days where it seems like the whole world is going sideways on you. Get out your gratitude journal and read just a few pages will get your mindset into the right place. So that can make a huge difference. And I think you touched on being relatively media-free or at least social media-free when you are over on those sites, make sure you're posting things that are positive and not complaints. There's a difference between appreciative conversations, appreciative uh, postings, things that are inspirational versus just kind of posting to complain. So keep yourself out of that. We had talked about a scarcity mindset and how you can get stuck with that. I think your uh, thank you cards and your messages to you know uh, friends on Facebook and noticing great things that they do. You know, I just found out something one of the kids in uh, Zoe's class, the moms uh, were, were doing something that I really appreciate. And I'm going to write a card. She doesn't know me. I haven't had lunch with her, but I'm going to find her information. And I'm going to try and connect with her because it's a positive thing. So 
you have to be conscious of this and doing, forcing yourself to do the journal is a great uh, way to do that. And having, you know, the five thank you cards a day, something like that. Keep it simple so that you'll do it. But by having to do it, it, it makes you more conscious of looking for the positive things that are out there and getting away from the things that drag you down. You'll instantly notice, oh, you know, I'm, I'm dialing through the radio. Oh, God, why would I want to listen to that? Versus just being stuck on that channel because that's what you do in the morning. It makes you much more aware. And it also sets an example for everyone else. So here's the bottom line. With we're we're going to move on to our topic, and Julie, we have enough time. So I also have a Facebook you, post when you're ready. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Can you? Um, yeah. Go ahead. And, you know what, Julie? No, I want you to save that for tomorrow. And then okay. um, the e the email that Gal uh, did a great job writing, asking about the spokes. So tomorrow's show start out with that um, wonderful comment. You know, the thing we got, and then you know yep. those two things. Okay. All right. Everyone, especially in a changing year like this, is going to be uh, – you're going to fall into overwhelm in faster than you might think. And you might – you're not going to say, I am overwhelmed. You're just going to find yourself maybe drinking too much wine at night. You might find yourself um, hanging out with losers that basically are going to start pulling you down with their negative speaking and talk. You're going to find – if you find yourself talking about politics, frankly, at all, that's just – you're just – something's off with you. You need to avoid all of this negative stuff like the plague. And what you're going to find is that the best anecdote to finding yourself in a downward spiral of negativity is this wonderful thing called gratitude. Now, I know this is meandering in to what might appear a little bit of woo-woo for Tim and Julie, because Tim and Julie are always practical and tactical. But I'm going to tell you that I have never in my entire adult life, having not bragging, more complaining at this point, to be honest with you, <laughs> having had hundreds of thousands of one-on-one -on -one coaching calls, that when anybody comes to the call and they are not themselves and you become doing what we do for a living, very good at listening to people's voice inflections. And if I hear any aberrations in their voices whatsoever, I go immediately, even without them knowing it, to having them tell me a few things that they're great, uh, in gratitude towards for their it, you know, gifts that they have received, things that they have earned, people in their lives. And I'll start asking them, like if I hear, if I know somebody is a particularly, like, you know, some people are um, really into their their families, right? And it's not everyone. Everyone has differing levels of tolerance, I think, for children. But I have some coaching clients <clears throat> who have a lot of kids whose pure motivation, primary motivation is life is more time with their children. And so I know the kids' names. It's in the notes uh, in, in their digital file that I refer to. And I'll ask them about, hey, what's going on with Catherine? You know, last time you told me, and then I'll have them talk about their kid on a coaching call. And then what you'll hear is their voice inflection goes from all tense and stressed and bothered to all of a sudden feeling light and free and happy. If I see, now sometimes what you'll hear is the voice inflection will start to meander back to the, you know, that stressed uh, voice inflection, and then I might ask them a different question, something else I know that makes them really happy and excited. I won't ask them a goals question because the goals question can bring on stress about how to accomplish it. I will ask a question about something that they are already enjoying, something that there's already part of their lives that makes them calm, that makes them focused, that makes them present. So here's the secret with, sh with showing appreciation and essentially – um, being in a state of appreciation. If you put yourself in a state of appreciation, now, again, we're meandering into the woo-woo, and maybe we're meandering into some neuroscience, neither of which do I understand or pretend to, and I'm not going to act like I do, <laughs> right? I'm just not going to. 
But here's what I know. When you are uh, experiencing appreciation for something that you love, when you're putting all these strong emotions together, it puts you in a state of being present. Being present alleviates you, removes you from the world of, of stress, removes you from a world of ego. Because here's the, little, here's the hack part of this, okay? Listen to what your coach is telling you because it really works. You are, when you're feeling stress, when you're feeling burned out, any of the words you associate with negative emotions, it's because your primary, a majority of your thoughts, a majority of what's going on in your head is taking you into the future or taking you into the past. You're not present. So if you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed, if you're feeling any of these types of emotions, it's because you're spending too much time in your head focused on something in the future or too much time in your head thinking about something in the past. Things that, you know, now I'm going to say the types of things that you might think about that are causing you, that you're subconsciously maybe having play over and over again. And notice how many of you start actually thinking like this, start feeling stressed, but I want you to be aware of it. Because when you're aware that mere thoughts can change your emotional state, which you all intuitively know is true, when you're aware of that, that means that you also should become aware that you, on command, can change your emotional state from wherever you are in terms of stress and whatnot to a state of gratitude. And a state of gratitude is where you – and here we go with the woo-woo word again, but it is true. You will attract to you a more powerful version of yourself. You will be more in tune and uh, you know, essentially more uh, intuitively tied in with the people you're communicating with, and they can feel it. They'll know when you're being present with them in a sales environment or just in life in general. It'd be the difference between like me reading Zoe that book last night and not, you know, being fully engaged versus having my mind worrying about other things or thinking about other things while I'm there with her. She might not, you know, daddy was there reading her the book, right? That did happen. But she did or would have felt that I wasn't there there. You guys understand what I'm saying. You can you know when you're not there there. Because it's simply a function of where are your thoughts. Your body could be doing something, but your thoughts are elsewhere, and that, that makes it so that you're stressed. Because you're truest, where you're the happiest, where you're the least stressed, where you're the healthiest, is when you're present. And, the, and again, I'll say this again. It's the overthinking that plagues all of us. The overthinking about, oh, this is the reason I said, and Julie and I always say, go media free. Avoid politics. Don't listen to any of the hate on TV, none of it. And when you have somebody on your Facebook page that's trying to rally you up about some emotional, political, whatever, delete the jerk from your life. Unfriend them or don't go to Facebook in the, in the first place. People in general, you'll find a lot of them are basic purveyors of stress. They're like black holes of energy. And when you're around them, you can feel it. You're around them and afterwards you feel stressed. They triggered inside of you the ego emotion that's causing you to live too much in your head in the future and the past. You might be that person. It's, what's going to happen is, as you ever noticed or have you ever actually said to yourself, why does it feel like life goes faster the older I get? There's no physical phenomena for that. But the reason is, is because it's Groundhog Day over and over again, and there's not one thing differentiating one day from the next. For example, if I were to, or and all of you hopefully have experienced this, uh, you know, take you to some foreign country that you've never been to before, that day of being there is going to be so omnipresent in your mind for the rest of your life because while you are there, you are present. Your body and your mind and your soul are experiencing things that you've never experienced before, smells you've never smelled before, languages you've never, you know, people you've never dressed, blah, 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 blah. You are so 
into the experience that you're like, you know, we have this little puppy. She's this little Australian shepherd. I was just and, thinking about her. Yeah, Maggie. And she's we very her, good we at being present. Yeah, she's very – and you can see she's like, oh, my God, what the hell? Oh, that's a squirrel. What is it's a fly. squirrel? That is an ugly little bastard. I never – I have to chase it. That thing just needs chase. I don't know why. <laughs> but, you know, it's the, it's the experience of experiencing something for the first time that makes you present. That's the thing that if you can get there and stay there, if you can remind yourself that you have that power, and within that experience, you can make the stress go away or at least seem less acute. And the way you do it, and this is a simple hack, and you should try it, is when you're trying to calm yourself down, I'm going to put on my calm voice, Julie, what you have to start doing is you have to start thinking about things that you are appreciative for. Now, if you're in a real uh, firestorm of negativity in your mind, which some of you are, or some of you swing on these huge, like, crazy spectrums of being incredibly optimistic to be incredibly dark. And I'm promising you, the things that are making you feel incredibly dark, the, the weight uh, and the damage that's doing to you is going to be shave literal years off your life. So you need to avoid the things that pull you back to the dark. There's nothing naturally beneficial for you to be uh, having any association whatsoever around nasty people, nasty thoughts, any of that crap. If you're attracted to that or if you find yourself attracted to that, you need to become unattracted to it. And the best way to do it is just stop doing it. Let's not overanalyze it and think about why you're attracted to it or don't try to rationalize that there's some benefit to reading negative news or going on a march or you know all this political crap. You just need to do your best to have zero tolerance for having any of that in your life. And you'll start to feel free from being attracted to it. You won't want to have any association with it. And because you'll start to physically change the way you feel, literally, you're going to want to avoid ever going back to that physical and mental emotional state again. It takes time, but that's the reason, again, third time, media-free is the best way to purge yourself from that attraction. Now, write a list, and you can do it in your mind. Writing it down, obviously, is beneficial. Writing in a journal, which is you know, something Julie always suggests, of the things that you're in that you're in appreciation for. So Julie Harris? Mhm. Julie, I want you to tell me yes. three things mm-hmm. that you are uh in appreciation for right now. Three things that, that are the things that make you feel so much appreciation and so lucky to have experienced in your life that you are almost you literally can't say the words without feeling like you might cry. <laughs> well, us, you and me being married for 177 years in our relationship. And I mean that completely from the heart. And I know that you know that, but between all the businesses that we've had together and all the places we've seen together and all the stuff we've done, I am absolutely grateful for us. Second thing is probably more simple. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, It's a bright, beautiful, sunny day outside. I don't do well with days and days of clouds, excuse me, and it being cold and allergenic and all that, I am really grateful that it is a beautiful, bright, sunny day. And I do know that I am uh, vitamin D sensitive and that that, that's a very clear, I always feel the happiest when it's sunny day. And of course, uh, all of the the crazy stories that Zoe tells me on her ride to school, she's practicing practicing her jokes and then she practices them on the kids there. She was telling me how many kids she made laugh with the whole why is six afraid of seven because seven, eight, nine joke. I, I just I appreciate that. I'm grateful for how jovial she is and how much she thinks that's the funniest thing she's ever heard in her life. 
<laughs> I appreciate it. So, listen, Julie, the, awesome. the three thing the three things you just said she was doing with hope to coach you guys. She was choosing those things for the sake of educating you. And here's what she did, and, and I want you to understand. She was giving you differing examples. So the first one obviously was very emotional. You know, Julie and I have been married for almost three decades. That's something that's very special to us. Okay? Maybe you don't have that. Maybe that's not something you can relate to. But all of you can relate to the second thing that she said. Well, <clears throat> it depends on the weather, obviously. But you can relate to something that's going to be as basic as that. You can be appreciative of the cup of coffee you're drinking, honestly. You can be appreciative of the fact that you're able to listen to Julie and I broadcasting live from Austin, Texas, every single day <clears throat> for a half hour, and it costs you nothing. You could be appreciative of that. You could be appreciative of something. You guys get the point? You could be appreciative of a person. And when you start really wanting to deep dive into this, when you really want to essentially swim the waters of, uh, of this, of the benefits of having this approach to life, the best way to reinforce it is make it overt appreciation. And I mentioned that before. That suggestion is so important. Overt means you say things to people that you're in appreciation for, even if you, it's going to be unrequited, even if you're running the risk of them not responding or not feeling the same way or not sharing the same memory. It doesn't matter. It's not about you. It's about showing appreciation for that memory that you have. You guys understanding what I'm saying here? You can have great appreciation for a book. You can have great appreciation for we're surrounded by beauty everywhere, and yet some of this, we never see it. Because we're so mired in this, you know, world of not enough, of scarcity, of fear, of, oh, my gosh, what about this and what about that? We're living, we're living in that world of it, and we don't actually stop to, you know, show appreciation and feel appreciation for that different approach to life. Okay, guys? So what I want you to do is I want you to really focus on what we're saying today, and I want you to email me, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com, and tell me what you're in appreciation for. I want you to email me and tell me what you're in appreciation for, and I'll share some of those things on the podcast. All right? So i got to get to a coaching call, which I'm in appreciation for. <laughs> if you guys need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Thanks, and have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.